What's up, EKN Nation? Welcome to a new edition of Face to Face here on the EKN YouTube channel and, of course, on uh, Facebook as well. Uh, back in for another show. It's been a while since we've done a face to face. I've been on the road for what, uh, three weeks. Just got back in the office for a week. Uh, and then we head to the CKNA Grand National Six in Newcastle next week. But we've had a lot of opportunity really over the last uh, bunch of shows to talk about different races that were coming up. We're going to dive more into the industry right now with this one here and a really cool kind of story to kind of educate everybody in the North American karting community. My name is Rob Howden, joined, as always, by David Cole. David, uh, this should be a good one. You're coming out of the USPKS event uh, at Newcastle. You go back with me next week for back-to-back -back week at Newcastle for CKNA and the Rotex uh, U.S. Trophy Final. Uh, this should be a good interview, though. Yeah, excited to talk about the TV cart brand, talk about Race Lab and, and everything that's going on with, with that side of the industry. And also learn a little bit more about the Cartplex. It's an amazing facility in British Columbia. Again, all these racetracks, <clears throat> a lot of these amazing racetracks that some people in the industry just don't even know about. So yeah. uh, hoping to uh, provide a little bit more information on all of that uh, with our interview here with Craig Feiner. Yeah, a lot of insight in this particular one. As David said, we're going to be talking to Craig Feiner from Race Lab out at Cartplex at Area 27 Motorsports uh, out in all over British Columbia. You know, obviously, the West Coast, uh, Pacific Northwest has been a, really a hotbed for a lot of racing for the last you know couple decades. You know, every decade you want to say uh, it's been around forever. Region six and IKF back in the day, uh, and of course, even just on the Canadian West Coast, not even lower you know across the border into the U.S. But uh, there's been some tremendous uh, racing coming out of the West Coast. A lot of drivers have been part of Team Canada at the Rotax Grand Finals. Of course, that's where Italian Motors started back in the day with the, the Valientes, Michael and his sister uh, Claudia, and a number of great drivers coming out, like Jordy Vorath coming out of that program, David Yurka. So the Pacific Northwest has always had a really strong position within the sport, although almost to a certain extent, David, in some, some ways, on an island of its own, right? It's a long way to get there if you're trying to drive there. It's not a central place like Newcastle or Charlotte or Florida in terms of winter racing. So it's it kind of races by itself to a certain extent. And then those drivers come and attack everywhere else over North America. That, that's certainly a good point. You know, Philip R. Scott's another one from the Pacific mm -hmm. Northwest and yeah. Stepanova Nikhil, Joey Wimsett, um, some guy by the name of Mike Rollison in, in the Heard Pacific Northwest, Nick yeah. Tucker, no idea who those guys are. <laughs> right. uh, you know, so there's a there's been a lot of talent that has been groomed in the Northwest. And as you said, they've hit all these national regional events throughout the last, you know, three decades, if not longer. <clears throat> um, and so now we're starting to get a new crop of younger drivers. You know, there's a, a Jackson Gibson and, and some others from the Pacific Northwest that are, are trying to make their mark on the national level as well too. But there's also on the Canadian side, there's still that, that core group of, of racers that are diehard carters that are in the, uh, the Western part of Canada. And, and certainly they're, they're racing all different programs and all different clubs and, and even the new British Columbia uh, summer series that they had this year. Yeah. And the big thing here about the interview we're going to have here with Craig Finer, we'll bring him on here momentarily. He's waiting on the sidelines for us is not only is this a British Columbia based program where they do a lot of West coast racing, they'll be doing the East coast Rotax program as well. They're big in terms of the West coast competition, but this is a North American program because they are the importer and distributor of the TV cart. Uh, they have the Villeneuve chassis as well that they use kind of for their primary drivers and their, their high elite drivers. But the TV cart program has been along around a long time. It's having a lot of success in Europe these days. We've seen it here in the U S over the last decade and a half. So, uh, David, not only are they working on their own team and their own program at uh, at the Cartplex at Area 27, but they're also, again, extending through the dealership network for, with TB Cart. We're going to see them quite a bit in the U.S. next year. Yeah, it'll be great to hear some kind of insight because, again, this really only began earlier in the year. So, you know, you think a distribution uh, program is a lot of work. And so we're going to kind of get into the fine details of that and growing a dealer network as well, too. Obviously, there was some somewhat of established network. But obviously, when you when you're trying to bring in a new uh, brand, uh, you want to expose it to even more areas of the country. And if not, because you're in the United States and North America, Canada, United States, Mexico, all over the place. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a, some of the things we'll hit on. All right, well, get ready for this one here because our new guest is mobile. Uh, it is Craig Feiner from Race Lab, the importers we said of TB Cart, and of course Villeneuve. Craig, thank you so much for joining us. Look at that beautiful background uh, at Cartplex, dude. What a great place to come in here for this interview. 
thanks for having me, Rob. And um, I have to confess that I'm I'm hijacking nature to try and make our place look uh, attractive. But it, it's one of the things out here that, uh, you know, it's British Columbia. And I don't think very many people automatically attach it to go-karting, but I, they do uh, automatically attach it to natural beauty. And we got bag loads of it. So there you go. So let's so let's let's tell this story. Let's go chapter by chapter. First and foremost, let's talk about the venue itself, where you are, where Race Lab bases out of. Then we'll kind of roll into how that all came about, how you got it in together with with TB Cart. But where where is Cartplex? Give me an overview of the facility itself. Well, so uh, Cartplex specifically is on the Area 27 Motorsports Complex in Oliver, British Columbia, which is the South Okanagan. Okay, this is Canada's playground, more or less. Uh, we actually just became the world, uh, the world's most dense uh, vineyard region. So this wow. is the this is exceeded France now in terms of uh, wine tourism in our region. Just to put it in context, where we are, it's gorgeous. It's lakes, it's yeah. mountains, uh, it's semi-arid desert up here. So we have a really nice long dry season. We have a very warm season. So um uh the 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 racetrack itself uh honestly was a whim on the part of a local racer here uh seven years ago um a guy by the name of bill drossus that that had raced in the uh the irock series um a long time ago and just happened to go to the spinard school with Villeneuve in the 80s literally um and uh, sorry 80s 90s, yeah 80s yeah, and um they they formed a lifelong friendship uh bill you know, is an Okanagan boy for a long, long time and uh, sort of had this inspiration driving through one of the uh, Soyuz Indian band uh, areas, which is just all this incredibly gorgeous area up here and had the audacity to go to the chief and say, you know what, what do you think about race cars? And just so happens that uh, Chief Louie is a big uh, uh, motorsports enthusiast and, and very progressive and, and, and really as a, he just won the order of Canada, the most progressive business person in, in, uh, in, uh, of all of our, uh, indigenous leaders here in Canada. Wow. So he was very promote, uh, 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 positive about it. Uh, Jack agreed to get involved. And the next thing, you know, we had a little project. Well, I should say they had a little project and, and one of them showed up at my little rental center in Penticton. I, you know, Rob, you, you and I know each other from a long time ago. Yeah, I grew up years. also racing in the Pacific Northwest uh, and running a team and, and for a brief little bit of time worked for, for Jim Early at Scusa. Yeah. Um, and, um, oh, you forgot some names, Jason LaPointe, Dominic Cicero, Seth. Sure, keep going. Keep going. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't, you know, like, like we, it's Wash not a up. proud region around here. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Carl Skurlong. Um, Great, yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, um, they came out to my little round track. Bill came out to my round track and said, hey, man, how would you like to build a state-of-the-art go-karting center with me and Jack Villeneuve right here in the sunny South Okanagan? I was like, uh, sure, Bill. <laughs> so, sounded like somebody woke me up in the middle of a dream and, and forgot to fill the, spill yeah. the water on me or something. And then that process sort of was a long process. We had to gain the approval from the uh, band to use the land. Um, and there was uh, approval from the crown and, and it was, you know, three more years later before the actual area 27 complex got built. That, that was uh, uh, ground uh, broke four years ago, uh, five years ago and opened three and a half. Um, and so we have a five point, uh, sorry, 4.9 kilometer, literally FIA level two certified road course right over there. You can probably hear some of the, radicals and uh and uh road cars circulating right now in our i can turn the camera later on you can see we have a parking lot full of exotica over there which you know for us it's motorsports mecca yeah. anyway um sure enough three years later they invited me down to an interview here and uh i, I figured it was all probably pie in the sky and there was the 1997 formula one world champion sitting across the table from me saying <laughs> yeah you know let's uh let's do go-karting you know i never did it before and um uh we've struck up a great friendship and uh started a project and three years later again we have what's on the ground here behind us and actually this uh fall in about uh 60 days time our big building will be constructed um so we'll have a nice permanent facility with uh, lounge areas and showers and bathrooms and wow. you know the whole idea of area 27 is that this is a golf course where the balls are have four wheels and, yeah, and weigh yeah. you know two thousand pounds <laughs> um and it's really becoming prevalent and, and you guys have seen it across north america the next the next generation of, of uh, sort of um, upwardly mobile culture is is kids like us, and uh, we're now old, and um, you know we don't want to hit golf balls. We want to drive race cars um, and stuff like that. So th this has been a tremendous success. They sold out their private membership very quickly, uh, and then we started this project, uh, opened it up three years ago. Fundamentally, you know, with the rental center being the number one thing, we have a, a nice arrive and drive program. Um, because of the fact that we're uh, here protected by the, the band's uh, rules, 
um, we have a very serious racing program. We can, yeah. you can come out and rent 75 kilometer an hour go-karts from us. Um, everybody that works here has got racing credentials. So just the, the main business here is still definitely the open to the public, come on in and try go-karting. But our goal was always to really grow the sport in the region and to use that pool of motorsports enthusiasm that comes from across the road and from our region. And, you know, you guys know how it is. A guy gets yep. out of a McLaren 720 and sits in a rental cart and says, what? Huh? <laughs> that's the slow ones? It's like, yeah, that's the slow ones. So creating enthusiasm in our audience was relatively easy. And now we have, you know, 140 go-karts privately owned, stored on site. Um, a a, a wow. few of arrive and drive carts at 60 strong uh, and an inventory of, you know, 100 some plus go-karts available um, for distribution and sales. So it really took off quickly. Um, the, the region um, really bit into it. And uh, we have been blessed. We, we had a couple of issues with forest fires for a couple of years that Im impacted our seasonality and stuff. But generally, it's just been a fantastic experience. And um, our, our goal has been to grow the pie and not so much to go and take um, customers from other uh, competitors, like you say, we have we have uh, a whole bunch of legendary competitors, go kart teams from our region. That again, you know, people don't hear about the Northwest, but they've heard about BBR and the Chokers. They've heard yeah. about uh, Valianti and Italian Motors. They've heard <clears> about <throat> Genesis Racing, um, uh, uh, Vemi Kart. You know, there's a lot of uh, energy here in the in the Pacific Northwest and even the Canadian Pacific Northwest. Of course, when you drop across the border, I'm still a member of the Track Magic Owners Group, and uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe host those guys here one one of these days. And that's a, that's a, as you guys know, a member of our family. TV Cart builds the Track Magic, um, and um, so yeah, it, it, the the program kind of exploded to the point where um, it became a serious racing program more quickly than we anticipated. And then we had the demand to start training drivers and guys that were serious about it. As as you know, that's very close to my heart. My, my day job at the time was I was doing mental skills training primarily for business people and hockey players and stuff. But I'm all, I'm, I've always been into this whole mental aspect of human performance. And it applies to racing better than anything. That's, Indeed, that's, 100%. How, that's how I got into it. And we use race carts and, and rental carts to train firefighters, police officers, real estate salesmen, professionals of many, many sorts. Um, to control their focus of attention, to recover from stress, to make to 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 generate useful information from failures and and frustrations, and to communicate and and share information efficiently and smoothly. So, you know, there's nothing better. There's no better training ground uh, than than the cart track, and it's they're the funnest toys in the whole entire universe. And and uh, it's just an easy sell, man. I mean, you you yeah. guys know that it's just an easy sell, and we're just passionate about it, and we want to. Um, we we're trying to create a place where it's obvious that if you love this, I, you know, we, people know where to go. If you want to be a hockey player, a soccer player in our region, a lacrosse, lacrosse player, there are large professional organizations. Um, we are trying to develop a place where be, that becomes the obvious place. If you want to learn motorsports and make your way up through the lengths, it doesn't really matter if you just want to try it one afternoon and you only have a hundred bucks in your pocket, or if you think you're the next champion uh and you know we're again all about community we don't tell anybody that you're, you're going to formula one we say this is a great sport you can learn tremendous things that are applicable across your life and if you have those rare talents and the level of commitment required then there's opportunities and uh, greater opportunities in more sports which we've already been successful in harvesting for some of our drivers so so let so let's go from the the track that you've built the 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 whole culture you've built at cartplex as part of area 27 you, you this comes up about what were the steps that when you said hey listen um we got to find a brand. We, we, we want a brand that we're going to attach to what we're doing. Uh, how did it become TB cart? You know, obviously things sped up pretty quickly. You're now the, uh, the importer distributor for the brand. The we'll go to the Villeneuve chassis after that, but let's jump first on what was the decision to pick to, to, to work with TB. What was the, where was the relationship there and how that developed? We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN radio network. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history of motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level of track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. 
engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of race day. Be sure to follow Briggs & Stratton Racing on Facebook and through at Race Briggs on Instagram. To learn more about the 206 engine or to find the North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Well, I have to tell you that that started 100% in our rental and arrive and drive programs. Yeah. So um, I was obviously searching for um, a fleet uh, to begin with, and um, I had done a lot of homework. And, you know, the prevalent products, are, everybody knows what they are. Sodi Cart sells more rental carts than anyone in the universe. CRG has a tremendous program. Uh, Tony's getting into it. Um, TB is a little bit of an outside brand, but to be perfectly honest with you, their go-karts caught my eye. Um, I, I was surfing around and uh, there was another OEM product that they built that I just thought, you know, it looked like a race cart. It was a little tidier. It, it was a little smaller. It was a little lighter. Um, and and they had some features on it that I really, really liked. And I literally backdoored it. I, re I figured out who built these go-karts and I found the, that it was TB cart in uh, Italy. And I got a hold of the guy there. And, you know, um, there's a great story that goes the, the whole way along. But the beginning of the end of the story in from my point of view is that i met inea brenna um who's the current uh, president and ceo of of tv cart and we're brothers now he's just the, the one of the best guys i've ever met and um uh, i've i've had many uh, good and 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 sort of insecure partnerships in business in my life um and i i prize human relationships over everything else and when any and I started talking, we were so much on the same page and their product wasn't really quite there at that time, 100%. Uh, the rental product was very well evolved and, and we were we were ready for it. Um, we were looking for a race product. I had already made a deal with a different brand. Um, any kind of said, hey man, we build race cars. I know you don't know about them. It's good product. We will we'll make it advantageous for you. And, and I could tell by the relationship at the beginning that they'd be curious, responsive, um, active, you know, like they're young guys. Um, there's so much, uh, you know, gravity in the business now. The big companies are giant. Um, they're very hard to move and influence. And we just like the idea of having a, a mobile, youthful partner, even if the product was was not necessarily had the legend wrapped around it that the big brands did. And I'll tell you, um, that's, that's kind of how it started. We got our first batch of racing carts from them, you know, like eight months after we got our rental fleet. And we started playing with them and trying them. And, you know, we, frankly, my kids are hockey players. We'd been, we raced go-karts in the Northwest when they were babies. And I was working for Scusa and Karelian Corporation and all that other kind of stuff. But it kind of racing life went on pause for my family and my kids till we started our own thing up here. We started getting back into it. We didn't really know. And then we started thinking, you know what, this is good stuff. The second generation of the chassis came out with some feedback from us and from Gary and, and, um, we thought we can do something and we did a we made a move and and hired a team and a drive you know manager and a driver and uh started getting a little more serious uh, i've always been serious about coaching and driver development and so i had my own little angle on this stuff and we just you know uh we we had great success right out of the hop you know we, we started racing our in our region last year and kind of won the first significant race we entered and that that was a little bit of an eye-opener and then we kept on working and um, we were we were very successful, and we had a, young kids that had never driven before that were winning 
known driver, beating known drivers. And, and uh, you know, the good thing was a bunch of people are pointing their fingers at us going, well, you're either cheating or that's a pretty good go-kart. <laughs> you know, like I never heard of that before, but it's all right. And then the second, the third generation has just arrived. And it's, you know, I mean, I'm pompous, obviously. And at this point, I am the national distributor and, and I have a, an axe to grind, but the best go-kart we've ever touched. It's, it's uh, easy to set up. Um, it's easy to free up. Um, and uh, we have done a great, uh, we've had a great time getting to, to know it and learn it. And, and we're very strongly partnered with our, our, with our friends in Italy now. And, you know, we get the updates uh, before the world gets the updates and we get to play with the, the cool stuff. And, and uh, we've, we've, you know, uh, uh, didn't successfully sort of keep our, our original plan together with the drivers and, and team manager. Like there was just some sort of uh, partnership uh, factor where Craig's just a weirdo and I have this thing about how our culture works and, and uh, the, the technology was there and the performance was there, but I had my own little, you know, old man, frankly, you know, retentive cultural ideas I wanted to maintain. So we wanted to start with a group of young kids that we were really developing and we've gone out and we've pretty much grown a team from the grass here in British Columbia. One of our drivers from Alberta, but all, all, all Canadian pretty much. And, and, uh, we won the Western Canadians and, and, uh, you know, had three drivers in the top five, two in the top three, um, you know, in our region and at our track, we had great success. So, you know, again, we've got very strong competition in our region. It's never going to be a cakewalk around here. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's national level guys, there's national level teams and there's great equipment and we're still learning. We're not, we're not where we need to be just yet, but you know, so that was the Genesis. It started with the rental cards. We love the relationship with the company and the people. We started with the generation of products, which was their kind of return to the race market. You know, TB is Tibby, and the Tibby's been around forever. It is, yeah. it is one of the legendary brands of go karting. Um, that that family has owned that company since the early 1900s, um, and it, in terms of a, a contiguously operating uh, incorporated business, I think it is the oldest go kart company in the world. Um, they've been producing go karts since 1974, with a little bit of a pause back again in the 90s and now in the 2000s, and um, we're doing well in the world right now. The the, the volume of sales for uh, for TV has has really ramped in the last little while, and uh, especially with their success internationally. And you know, we're 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 going to start to 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 spread our wings a little bit. And part of it involves partnerships with other teams uh, that know what they're doing and are successful and and keen to explore the product. And part of it is you know our own racing program, which will uh, be traveling around and and doing a, a higher level of stuff. Um, including, you know, we have got a little junket planned for several of our drivers up to Italy to train with the factory and the tuners and, and run in a, in a national, uh, international Italian race, and then come back for rock and, and super nats and hopefully end up end the season with some good experiences and some, and some, uh, um, you know, insights and learning gained and, uh, head into 2023 as, you know, someone that people are, are, are starting to recognize and, and, uh, and, and think of as an alternative if you, you know, if you love racing and, and you're uh, interested in, you know, s sort of learning the game. We're very, very serious about it. We're, we're, we've, we've got a great crew now. We've got a total of 25 employees here, uh, and about wow. 11 of them serve on the racing team intermittently, uh, and and that's expanding all the time. I'm, I just met yesterday with a with another Canadian who's got a pretty high level resume in karting, and and I'm hope that, hopeful that we can have a partnership. So, um, you know, it's uh, uh, like David said, it's 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 a never ending job and i'm dropping balls left and right there's no doubt about it we didn't we've not done a great job everywhere we've gone but we've uh i think we've take, taken an earnest approach to learning from from our mistakes and um i think we're in a pretty strong position i'm, I'm really proud uh you know vilnev was here um hanging out and driving carts and 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 shaking hands with all of our drivers and then uh you know we had this this little shootout and and kev went and okay let's uh, let, let's let's not jump into that let's hold on yeah. to that <laughs> if you're just tuning in here folks let's this is just slow down a bit here I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, you've had a couple monsters already that's good um <laughs> craig finer from race lab joining us right now the importer and distributor of the tv cart uh located at carplex they run carplex at area 27 in all over british columbia the racing team obviously you know i, I think craig that's probably a, a, a smart idea right you you Go to your base, you build out from your base, you're racing that region that runs around your race, you have your club races, your series races, you get a chance to expand from there. We will see you guys expand. I know that you guys were down in a small effort at the Challenge of the Americas, Andy Saisman's program last year. Uh, and talking before the show, you're saying that's something you're going to do as well, of course, 
Western Canadian and the and all the stuff there. You're going to go to the East Coast a bit to run the Rotex uh, Nationals there as well, the Canadian Nationals. But you are going to go south of the border as well this year with uh, the Challenge of the Americas. Talk to a little, us a little bit about the effort you're going to plan for Coda this year. Well, so we've got um, about uh, eight committed drivers right now, uh, including our four, what we call our factory drivers. And uh, we've kind of been up, up in our roll, rolling game this year. We, we put together a nice little... Um, uh, you know, cab over van with a 24 foot, you know, with a lift gate on it and stuff like that. So we're, we're a little bit more mobile. Um, we've got a little bit more hauling capacity. Um, and most importantly, we've added, we've added uh, techs. Uh, some of our techs are coming with us to train in Italy as well. So we've got on staff, you know, enough uh, qualified tuners now to support eight drivers. And then we have um, available um, uh, contractors in our in marketplace here. Again, there's a bunch of guys around here that have supported many of the teams that are yeah. available really really good guys so we can handle up to 12 um you know our our, our mobile pits uh, operations supports up to 12 we're fully self-contained um uh, we roll everywhere we go with a pretty good inventory of everything i've got a you know uh, between the, the home track here and the trailer and then also i have a warehouse in florida warehouse in burnaby um so we've got a, a nice uh distribution of parts um uh, around north america so you know we, we we're going to do that full challenge of the americas deal uh we'll catch a couple of other um uh, sort of high level races i i'd like to go down to cal speed um i'd like to go to thermal um if they start having events this year which is a rumor um so you know we're we're interested in doing a couple of one-offs like just having fun and, and going and seeing some new places and then competing in in uh, the challenge of the americas as a full series we'll again do the super nats at minimum you will see race lab drivers at uspks you'll see race lab drivers at the pro tour uh, at newcastle um i you know throwback from the old days i'd like to i'd like to take a van down there and do the uh, do the rock uh, rock island uh, gp again we got to find some equipment that's suitable for uh, that stuff but yeah um yeah we're uh we're gonna do a smattering of of scusa uspks uh we're, we're a little more committed on the west coast where it's a little more accessible to us of course of course uh, but we'll also be equipping distributors and dealers so that we hope to see our brands uh out um under other tents um, and uh, we have we have support available in Indianapolis uh, and in Florida, and so you know with with other partnering teams, we hope to be able to um, at least uh, you know support some other drivers racers that want to be at events that we're not going to be at. Are, are you in a place right now to talk about some of the? I know I know that the dealer network is something you and I talked about uh, about a month ago. Really, kind of that's one of your focus things. Was now you've set the base, you've got your roots. You know, you've got the Carplex, you, you're winning races in the, in Western Canada. Where are you guys now in terms of TV cart uh, dealers? Is there anything you can talk about right now? Yeah, you know, we're, we're getting there. We've got um, we've got a lot of conversations going on is the right way to talk about it. I've secured three new uh, dealerships in Canada, Brecken Motorsports Park, just outside of Toronto, which is a facility as well. We, we kind of emphasize facilities. I like the idea of yeah. shops at tracks. Uh, because it gives people the opportunity to actually play with these things. And, and I'm, I'm more concerned when there has to be a story around how do we play this sport. Um, so uh, I've got one in Halifax, uh, Lucas Strajican, um uh, in Halifax, got his own track. Uh, he's He's been a TB card supporter in the past. Uh, Lupa Subio um, at Bretchen is just coming on board right now and uh, is going to be running some arrive and drive programs and sort of a limited regional, regional program in, in his marketplace there. Um, we've got, uh, we're putting together, we've got a support program in Calgary right now, um, with alloy racing. Um, so they're, they're a dealer again, that's not at a track, but we're trying to sort of set up a permanent facility there so that those guys are readily available to go to the track side and, and provide support. One of our drivers is, is, is uh, a former member of their team and he'll be there to support. So Kev okay. is, uh, when he's not in France, he'll be in Calgary helping those guys out. And then I'm, uh, without getting too much into the details of we're we're, we're moving forward with uh, Dallas location, Arizona location, Indianapolis location. Uh, Farshad is in, is in uh, Florida, continues to be in Florida, continues to be supportive, has a whole bunch of buddies down there that are- yep. Farshad Bagari, yep, yep. TV card fanatics and, you know, Renee Martinelli's always, the guy to beat masters on that in that part of the world and you know farshad's always right there with him but uh we continue to want to support and help those guys grow that program and keep their footprint in in that part of the marketplace 
Um, so, you know, we're, we're definitely still expanding. We're definitely li- still looking for support in some parts of the world, but we're going slow. Um, and just like it was with our original partnership with the brand, uh, to us, it's about culture. It's about finding the right people. It's about long-term friendships and not putting a squeeze on someone to produce magic in a marketplace that's, that's maybe not quite there yet. Um, but more about showing that we have resources and you know what, I, we're, we're trying to do make a mini Italy here, you know, we are vacation land. So we're, we're going to create a situation where we're going to do two week camps here. So even our drivers may be from Arizona and Florida and further away than that. Uh, we're going to be doing it kind of a little bit patterned up after the hockey schools that I've worked at in the past, yeah, yeah. Um, where it's uh, come in and camp mom and dad can do the wine tour. Say if dad wants to join the school as well, we have, we have academy programs for grownups as well. Um, but our kids leagues and kids camps and kids academy is becoming quite popular and, nice. and some of the kids that have graduated from it have had conspicuous success so we're looking to uh, to develop that and part of our ways to develop that is instead of going out in the marketplace necessarily putting down footprint we're going to go out in the marketplace and say look we want to we want to create support and then also show you guys that if you're a member of this family um, you've got access to Italy you've got access to Oliver you've got access to, to mental skills and sports psychology you've got yeah. access to uh, technology, motor tuning, motor building. I think, uh, you know, I skip all around. We're partnered with Chris Black now, and Chris is, you know, sort of stepping off the road tax program a, a little bit, or, or, or we'll start looking at it. Um, right now, road tax, we're, we're definitely uh, strong with Chris, and, and uh, that's, a, that's a partnership we'll keep. Uh, but we're looking to develop our other motor programs as well and uh, be a soup to nuts offering. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Are you ready to go from carts to cars? Since 1975, the Skip Barber Racing School has taken great drivers and made them champions. Today, we're proud to welcome the next generation of winners. Make the transition from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Formula Race Series. You'll compete at the most iconic tracks in America. Race weekends include your very own equalized Formula 4 race car, a professional crew, expert instruction, video and data analysis, hospitality, and more. This is the place to fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. Sign up today by calling 866-932-1949 or visit us at skipbarber.com. History, success, family. Those are the three words that can describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured carting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation located just outside of Indianapolis has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in the near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. From full carting packages, new engines, spare or replacement parts, and safety gear, Find it all at CometCartSales.com. Their Comet Racing Engine service has won multiple major events and championships over decades of karting and continues to offer the best trackside service in the industry, specializing in IAMI X30, IAMI Swift, and other two-cycle power plants. Make sure to head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Let's talk about the success of uh, a couple of your drivers. Obviously, we've seen, you know, we had a chance to watch Ty Fisher throughout the year. He's kind of been a, a race lab guy running throughout the national level. But uh, let's talk about the success most recently for Kevin Foster, your driver who uh, not only has found success carding in Western Canada, but also uh, just notched something pretty big over in France. It's amazing. I mean, so. Um, uh, Jacques and Patrick Lemaray have run this uh, feed racing program in France for several seasons now. They have 16 uh, F4 cars there. Um, and what they basically do is um, it's a paid program. You, you pay to enter the school and then, you know, the best drivers at the end of the year come back for a shootout and the best drivers in the round of 16 go to the round of eight, the round of four, and then the finals. And it's a bit of a tournament round robin style thing that they do. And uh, so what had happened was Kevin had come out to race at one of our regional programs. He really had kind of his 
his carding had wound down a little bit. Um, you know, it's expensive, and uh, he's kind of a young man on his own. Um, so he came out and raced with us and did conspicuously well um, and, and on a track he'd never been on. And, you know, our, our racing events out here are not super competitive just yet because we're a new, we're a new uh, um, region. Uh, but he still did well enough against kids that I can metric against other national competitors to say, hey, man, um, would you like to come and drive with us? So we, we signed him up on a limited basis and uh, kind of partnered with his existing team, uh, that, the Alloy in, in Calgary, uh, to support him. And uh, one of the things was, is that we, uh, Area 27 had organized a scholarship to purchase one of these entries into this Feed F4 program for a, you know, budding young Canadian from our region. And we actually did open it up to, to drivers that were not from our program. So uh, Jesse Webb entered the program. Uh, my son, Josh, who, who uh, I think earned his rights on merit. He'd been kind of the, frankly, the, one of the dominant drivers before Kevin showed up here at Chilliwack this, this year. So uh, Josh got a chance and, and Kevin, and uh, we went through a little bit of a ladder program here. And in the end of the day, Kevin was consistently uh, the quick kid. So he had the, he got that scholarship program to go and just enter the program in France. That's all, that's, that's really what he, what we supported him in gaining and the, and uh, Neil and Bill and the guys over at Area 27 sort of pulled together to to finance this uh, this entry in this f4 feet program and he was just unreal he was just absolutely unreal so you know uh, uh we've been uh, kevin and i've been working together a little bit he's he's become he, he was strong mentally when i met him he's he's stronger mentally now and he's a as an individual uh, 17 18 year old kid um he's a he's a mature um uh committed um intelligent and process oriented young man and he really really took to heart all the stuff that we talked about and trained on he went off to france without the support of his dad or me or anybody there but on his own just conferred wow, by phone and stuff from time to time and more than kept his stuff together was was the dominant participant by all accounts and to the point where i'm getting phone calls saying you know what this is amazing like this kid doesn't really have the background uh, in, in even in carts that the rest of these guys had um and uh, so it, it, the two things were kind of weaved together. While he was doing the scholarship to, to earn that right, we went off and protracted the Western Canadians in Saskatoon and then uh, Warburg. And uh, he, won, he won Saskatoon driving away. He was the fastest driver all weekend by four tenths. Josh was the second fastest driver all weekend. So we, we kind of showed up with Villeneuve carts that no one had even seen before. And people were like, what is that stuff? and conspicuously parked them on the top step and uh, uh in in kevin's case in a dominant fashion so a Sask saskatoon he won in a dominant fashion and it was amazing even kevin was like you know i've never been the guy to beat before i, I don't know what's going on but we just had a harmony you know the equipment kevin matched the go-kart perfectly uh he and i as as sort of coach and, and driver have a great relationship in a very short short period of time and he just he just did fantastically well all of our team did fantastically well gabriel did well james did well josh did well and marco did well but kevin conspicuously did well one saskatoon uh um edmonton was a fist fight uh and uh it was not easy and we went through some real trials and tribulations and and uh um it was a it was a challenge on me who's like an, an old school kind of uh um sportsman slash uh whatever i I'm not from World War II, but I have World War II mentality. It was a it was a tough fight, and we tried to do our best to stay gentlemen and and do it right. But in the end of the day, he got that one and and got the uh, got the gold. Josh, got the bronze, and Kevin went home with that, so he earned a ticket to the Worlds, and then literally got in an airplane, flew to France, won the round of eight, got invited back to the round of four, won the round of four, did the final two one on one on one shootout, and he was the fastest kid. He met one session in this whole speed program in France where he was not the fastest kid on track. And, you know, just typical Kevin. He's like, yeah, no, I made a mistake right here. I could see this. We're like, okay, well, I'm not worried about it then. You seem to know exactly what's going on. Um, and then won the finals again in fairly dominant fashion. And, and the feedback has just been incredible. Um, he, and, uh, he and Jack were hanging out a little bit. Patrick uh, basically told us. He's probably one of the most talented kids that's been through the program in 10 wow, years. Um, and so he's he'll be racing in France. He, he is going to the Rotax Worlds in Portimao. We have a scheduling issue to sort out um, because 
he is also uh, at, via our support friends here at Area 27 won a or we're giving him an entry in the form of the Ford Festival in, in England. Um, okay. So that, that's kind of a bonus for him is he's going to go race the big the biggest Formula yeah. Ford race in the universe. Indeed. Um, and uh, so we've got uh, so many great things going on for Kevin that that we're having a tough time getting his flights booked. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it's just been. And, and also because he fits the mold of a race lab driver so perfectly um, that it's just, it's a blessing for all of us. You know, it's a, he's, he's a keeper. And I, on one hand, we're happy to see him go. I can't wait to see him tell me to get lost. I'm too busy racing in Europe. Uh, Kevin's long-term goal really is to do super formula in Japan. And I okay. think that's a really realistic and practical goal. Um, and I think he's got the talent and the commitment to do it. Um, it whenever Kevin races a go-kart, he will be in a race lab build of go-kart um, or, or a TV card if we go to Europe. Um, and um, that's our sort of mutual agreement um, and partnership that we have. And I'll continue to support him and coach him and, and do what I can do to, to create the resources that he needs. Uh, and also he's paved the path for a bunch of kids that are on our team that are 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, that see this as a, a thing that they can now do. You know, it's exactly. Not, yeah, the mentor. Not yeah. Rich kids thing. Yeah. That, yeah. That's where I. That's where I was going to go because you, you you said from the beginning you're talking about building a culture, and when you have it, it kind of helps to have a driver that has a little bit of success to begin with to kind of help form that path. Because as you said, there's not, there's nine, ten, and 12, 11, 12 year olds that are like, hey, in four years I could be doing that. Totally. All right, so we're trackside here at, at CarPlex Area 27. We can hear the cars in the background. That's solid. But you told us you're a mobile. What, what's this mobile thing all about? Well, uh, I, I, I told you beforehand I'm the slightest bit of a promotional uh, nerd. Yeah. And so I thought it, I thought it would be cool if I, like, you know, had a magic carpet and I could show you guys around this uh, place a little bit. Uh, hey, is anybody on this radio? I need a driver. Who's Robbie? <laughs> That's a large antenna. Yeah, look at that antenna. That's massive. That, speaking of World War II, that looks like a, an antenna from World War II. Okay, we're, we're on, we're on uh, ECAN doing a video show. I just like to sweep through the pits. Yeah, if you can drive me backwards so we can see the workshop, Daddy, the space and stuff like that. And this, then we'll go around the back. I'll show them the track. I'll show them the tower. This, is, this is a first on Facebook. We have not done this before. This no. Okay, neither have I. All right. if, you if you see something that looks like this and I suddenly am out of the frame, Right. Um, stop the recording, okay? Well, it's, an, it's an experiment. Are we'll you call Josh be, and tell him to call the ambulance. You're, you're going to have to drive backwards, so you're going to okay. come back here and you're going to drive me like that through there. Okay, this is uh, oh, that's, that, that's Robbie Horvath, Racetrack Robbie. Uh, first of all, you can come in here, Robbie. Say hi to the people. Where's Racetrack Robbie? This for the record is who killed me if it happens. All right. For the all record. Right. Okay, now be careful, Robbie. So we'll show you our facility a little bit here, guys. That was my idea is uh, if you pull over there. I have to go that way. You, you, okay. Your back goes that way, yeah. Um, we've got, uh, we sit on about 22 acres. Okay. We've got, right now, what you see behind me is my, you know, 5,000 square foot. So now if you can back me right through the tent, as long as we can make it through the freaking. Uh, this is our temporary building. Our our new building is going to go in right over here. There's our office structures and some of Are you on a forklift right now? I'm on a forklift. <laughs> It's a magic carpet, you know. Yeah, this is a magic carpet. Don't ruin it, Rob. Don't ruin it. This is a dream right now. I'm loving so this. Mundane, you know. Just I can show you I'm the world. Floating. You're riding along. <laughs> I love it. I'm really scared right now. This is very weird. <laughs> but so, um, as you can probably start to see, maybe I'll do it this way. That's good. It's coming up. You can probably start to see we're Man. we're coming into our shop here, so. There are like a total of about 130 go-karts stored on site. Um, this is in our racking system right over there. Uh, the forklift that is driving me around right now is our picker. And basically we have a concierge service. So, so we have a bunch of uh, sort of motorsports enthusiasts from the other side of the track. Um, and uh, they don't like getting their fingers dirty. And they, like, they love the idea of go-karting and getting involved with the sport but they don't want to prep it or wrench it or fix it when it's broke or any of that kind of stuff. So we have a full concierge service. It's automated. You go on our calendar, you say, I'm coming to drive my go-kart on Wednesday. You just click, click the calendar. And then we drop your go-kart, prep it, oil it, air it, get it ready for the racetrack. You come out and play. Um, and uh, we put it back, put it back in the rack and it's ready for you. So it's a completely hands-off sort of concierge uh, gentlemen and gentle ladies uh, 
service. Here's here's Josh prepping a new gold card. A new here we go. Gold card. Um, somewhere around here is Danny Kasich. There's Josh in our shop area. So um, you said how how many carts are stored there right now? Uh, so in a total on the on the track, I guess there's probably 100, 160. There's 130 in here, and there's 60 in 10 by 10 containers with little garage areas uh, in the back of the cart. And then that and then our our fleet, like the rental cart. So by the way, we didn't show you guys the Villeneuve rentals. I am the only guy in North America now that has two-stroke rental carts. We have we have uh, we have Rotax R Max rental carts. That's why you have to come here, Rob and David. <laughs> it's fun. We just play. We don't need to work all day, every day. But anyway, right. I have 100 kilometer an hour rental carts now, and we allow it as a step-up program. It's not really a rental program, right? But so many people come out here, and they see those, and they go, oh, man, I don't want to drive those. I want to say, yeah, really, okay, get in the rental cart so I can show you that you really need a lesson. <laughs> and then when you start getting certain lap times, the instructor certify you, you go out in the, in the Villeneuve R-Max. And then the Villeneuve R-Max is just, sort of that it's that gateway drug yeah. you know, uh, after you've tried an R-Max and you've seen that you can do go-karting without getting broke and without necessarily even getting your fingers dirty if you don't want it's just a it's a giant glide path to getting people involved in the sport and that's where all this has come from you know so I think to be perfectly honest with you in our pile of go-karts here I think there's seven or eight that belong to people who traded in a different go-kart or, or had a go-kart before the vast majority of our clients around here are new to go-karting and they started in a rental cart. So, you know, they, they go from there, beautiful. they go up through the rental carts. And the next thing you know, we've got, you know, a pretty serious team of regional racers. Robbie here, who's the, our, uh, he's our uh, forklift driver at the very moment, almost run the, the, won the regional 206 series, except he had a really tough time keeping sprockets on his go-kart because of apparently because of curbing and golfer and low flying birds. Here, here we go. There's, um, for anybody that cares to see it, that's the R-Max rental machine. It's a Villeneuve branded go-kart. Um, nice. And, you know, fully adjustable, fully protected. Um, we do not have our fancy-dancy automated safety systems on these. You're under the guise of an instructor if you're driving at R-Max at all times. Um, the rest of the go-karts have a completely automated system. There you can see some of our racks. There's Danny working in our, uh, our new van, our new uh, Isuzu NPR and yeah the racetrack you can want to go out there more yeah we could we we'll just you guys just we'll do our interview and robin make your choice drive wherever you want <laughs> don't, don't go so slow i fall off yeah yeah so yeah you know i mean as as rob as you know i'm a nerd um I, I really do think these are the funnest toys in the whole world and i've just tried to find ways to make them accessible and get people who uh might not otherwise think it's something that they can do whether it's because of tech you know um uh, technical requirements or expense or access we're just trying to you know bring the bar down and then the net effect is that we found those high level guys you know that, yeah. that by bringing the bar down we're finding those guys that want to travel the region and 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 have the budget to spend and more importantly have the budget to contribute to supporting our you know our program drivers you know the drivers that we're we're putting on the team on merit um uh because we're, we hope that there's going to eventually be a full pathway, a full ladder system that says, look, you, we're giving away the $110 entry in our youth program in the summer. And from there, if you keep winning scholarships, you can do go-karting all the way up to the Supernats without coming out of pocket for other than hotels and stuff. That's not in place now, to be honest. Otherwise, that's the dream, right? right off the hook, but that is our objective. Yeah, that's yeah. the dream. That's the dream. David, you got anything else? We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Is IndyCar your dream? If it is, for 2023 and beyond, the path from karting to IndyCar has gotten even clearer. It's time to look into the new USF Juniors program and the brand new Tatus JR23. As a stepping stone onto the road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires, Anderson Promotions debuted a new series in 2022 that provides the ultimate opportunity for driver development for karting's career-minded racers. In 2023, the USF Junior Series will feature a six-event, 18-race schedule to train racers for the move into the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship. 
The champion will win a scholarship worth over $200,000, and the total prize fund will exceed $325K. The series will also debut the new Tadis JR23 race car, which is a development version of the USF22 used in USF2000. It's the ideal entry point for career-minded carters ready to move onto the car racing ladder. If IndyCar is your goal, USF Juniors is the starting line. For more information, visit www.usfjuniors.com and follow USF Juniors on social media and Road to Indy TV. There is no other brand in karting more recognized across the globe than Rotax. Race Rotax is proud to provide the platform for Rotaxians to compete across the U.S. from the grassroots level all the way to the Rotax Grand Finals. The road to Porta Mayo reaches its final stage on the October 7th to 9th weekend with the Rotax U.S. Trophy Final event. Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana is the site of this inaugural event bringing together competitors from the Trophy Series East and Trophy Series West, as well as Rotax racers from Canada, Mexico, and other countries from around the world, all to battle for 12 tickets to the Rotax Grand Finals. The 2022 Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals will take place in Portimao, Portugal on November 19 to 26 for the 22nd edition of the Olympics of Karting. Visit racerotax.com to learn more about each Trophy Series program and the trophy final event. Race Rotax, together we ride. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. What, yeah, well, do you, you we, I know we've talked about this off air, but do you think because you're trying to man, you know, get with facilities, do you think this is kind of like a branding opportunity for, again, in the future where you can take the kind of culture and the, and the business program that you have there at Cartplex and be able to take it to maybe a, a struggling facility somewhere else in North America and try and help and rebuild that, that facility to, well, as you said, 130 carts just sitting there waiting to be driven, ready to go? Absolutely. And uh, we are a franchise concept. And, um, you know, that's that's a different sort of chapter of our story. But you know, David, so. yeah. you hit it on the head. We would like to we see Cartplexes and other marketplaces in the future. We have had conversations with existing businesses that we think might benefit from the structure and formatting and and culture of Cartplex. Like it's you know, we're we're kind of turnkey now from point of sale, from booking to point of sale to to cart sales and service and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we're, we do have a powerful distribution offering, you know, so we're, if you're looking for a soup to nuts, you want access to retail carts and, uh, you want people that know how to run a commercial center. We're seven days a week. We're 10 hours a day. Uh, we're doing our best to extend our hours. And, and, you know, the thing term, this is the thing we're in the middle of nowhere guys. Okay. If, right. When I built this thing, I spoke to people who are in our in industry, RJ Valentine at X1 Boston. And he said, there's no way, you know, this is, you do not have the demographic. I disagreed with that because I think this is such a powerful game that, that I think uh, I had my attitude at that time was if you build it, they will come. And this is a great test case. If you draw a 100 kilometer circle around my racetrack, you are encircling 35,000 citizens. Um, we've spent a lot of money uh, building this place. We, we churn through a lot of money maintaining and operating this place. Um, you can have a successful Carding center within 45 minutes of any reasonable sized population center. Many markets have it already. Unfortunately, most of the commercial operations right now are indoor exclusively, and they don't really have that stepping stone pathway. Yeah. But the answer is yes. Um, this is a strong concept. We've proved that it's a strong concept in a light demographic market. Uh, sorry, should say strong demographic, but poor uh, population. Um, and uh, and now I'm seeing. Uh, that that momentum gathers speed with some other cart tracks and you know i've got friends in the states and in canada who you know i'd like to benefit them i don't want to take anything from them but i do think that there's you know we've got something here and also just due to the fact that i have a, a large inventory of carts axles parts spindles you know and other things too you know we restock we uh corollary uh equipment rental cart tires blah 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 we, we really want to become a 
full resource service provider for someone that's in the entertain with with small racing vehicles business yeah. that's that's the way we look at it it's it's a sport uh, you start at the entertainment level and then you go to the competitor level and if you can tie a bridge between entertainment level and competitor and it and if your entertainment level is credible because the guy who straps your next rental car a customer into the go-kart is a national champion and knows where the apex is and can help that person get passionate about the sport. So it's, in my opinion, of course, it's a great format. It's a, it's a strong story and we are very fortunate. There is no doubt about it. This was a blessing and an accident that we got this location and, and you can hear it. I mean, the <laughs> motorsports people drive through here every day, not a lot of them, uh, but not many of them can drive past a shifter car without getting a little, you know, trail of saliva. So <laughs> that's a strong attractor. Um, but um, I strongly believe that this is going to be like golf courses in 30 years. That's what I think. I, I think that every large marketplace in the U.S. is going to have a large, successful uh, outdoor center. And, and you know, we're also we're, we're trying to build a tie with an indoor center as well right now. I think that there's a story there that says, hey, don't just think mm -hmm. of indoor centers as amusement. You can go race. You can go learn. You can there can be an instructor there and and there can be a ticket that gets you to the outdoor center. And from there, a ticket that gets you from there to there. And again, those are yeah. that's the point the end of the iceberg the idea is is that for most people it's accessible it's affordable we're not we're not giving away scholarships to you know even one out of a hundred or a thousand people that come on the property but the opportunity is there if you're committed and talented well there you go folks uh, a really great insight into a fantastic program carplex race lab uh, everything that craig and the and the crew there is doing the team they put together it's 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 just there's so many prongs to this uh craig number one lowering and removing the barrier of entry we've talked about that all the time about our sport right it's something that's slightly confusing to a lot of people when they first come into karting but if they can get into a rental cart they quickly easily get into an outdoor cart and it's easy to do and you guys are there uh with everything you have with your concierge service that's just such a huge deal in allowing people to come in but you're building the program as well we actually have a comment here we'll bring that comment up dave Marin bedard craig and carplex have helped james bedard to become micro champion in canada this year in his first year, I believe, too, was the next comment. So speak to that a little bit. Obviously, you know what, Craig, I've known you for a couple of decades now. The passion is there for the for business, obviously. But I know you have the passion for the sport of karting. And to be able to work with young guys like this and to build this huge program, got to be a dream come true for you, I think, for sure. It's a dream for me, Rob. I mean, you know, that's always been my thing. I, I like people, you know, I, I, and I like I love racing drivers. It's, it's a mentality I relate to. Uh, I never got a go-kart till I was 29 years old and, and badly out of shape. And, you know, I did what I could do. And I went and raced up in the Northwest and tried to catch the, the hot shoes up there. But all I really gained was a passion for the sport. Um, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, an I'm an extremely nerdy. You know, I'm, I'm always overturning uh, rocks and trying to find information. This kid, he came to me out of nowhere. My motor builder phoned me up and said, you know what? James has had a really tough time and he's been around and he's done some stuff. And I just think he's talented, you know, and, and we went, we watched him a couple of times and he, he had a couple of sort of trying experiences where, you know, maybe the other competition on the track wasn't, wasn't given the space. It makes it tough for an eight or nine year old, you know? Um, but uh, he really stuck with it. And uh, I put him on one of our carts, uh, you know, four months ago, three months ago. And, uh, you know, embedded him in our program and kind of James and I started working together a little bit. Um, James ha comes from a fantastic family. Um, his, his dad's a, a retired military guy, uh, sort of uh, heart, heart of gold, um, real, real work ethic. And James just put his nose to the grindstone and listened and learned. And he's one of those kids where you tell him something and then you see it out there on the racetrack. Him and Gabriel, Gabriel uh, uh, Balog who was kind of James's mentor a little bit, who's also just a, a gem of a human, like just listens and, and it, it flatters the coaching, you know, when the kid goes out yeah. there and he just does what's asked and James just did it, you know, and then honestly, I, I'll take two extra minutes and just tell you at the Westerns, James put his heart out. I mean, he was the quickest kid all weekend. He worked and worked and worked. It wasn't easy. There was a bunch of quick kids there. Um, and then he goes out for the, for the uh, final, he's on pole pre-final, he wins the pre-final, goes out for the final, um, and his go-kart starts shutting off as he's going around on his formation lap. I see him reaching for his starter, and then it's he's restarting it, it's shutting off. It's restarting, it's shutting off. The line of carts behind him is pushing him. Um, otherwise, he would not have made it back to the start-finish line. And then eventually, he's holding his finger on it, holding his finger on it. So the race starts, 
he manages to get down the front straight and then the same thing starts happening and on off on off he's got james drives the first two and a half laps with one hand holding the the, the local karting champion off on his bumper one-handed and i'm literally looking at his dad in the stands and i'm standing you know it's it's I'm, we we flagged you know the for the little guys for the micros it was the coaches and dads that flagged for him so i'm standing out there looking i got a tear in my eye i know exactly what i'm going to say anyway all of a sudden his cart starts running two and a half laps in he was right piled up on two and three cart starts running he drives away he wins the thing and then i go in the pits and i tell his dad i was like yeah he was he was holding his finger on the start button for two and a half laps <laughs> and i mean it was it, it it's like a it's like watching rudy with your little brother you know <laughs> there's no higher reward for me I, I don't and i told the kids this is a big thing of, about our team culture Rob, i'll tell you i told the kids three times i don't care where we come in i don't care if you win or lose i don't care about your lap times i care if you work hard i care if you have fun i care if you do it right i care if you're focused like let's do it right and let the outcomes take care of themselves that whole group of kids josh kevin gabriel james um just did it right you know they just did it right aiden crothers um and um the results just came and in james's case it it was one of the most emotional things that's happened to me in sport in um in many years and i hope i i, I guess those guys are tuned in because they're commenting uh but uh, i i have nothing to be proud of it was his dad and it was him and, and they just have a character as a family um and uh but james drove more like uh, he he drove like a like a two-time formula one champ in that thing and, and he's he's just He's formed as a kid now. You know, he's he will be a fierce competitor. That 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 is going to be a youngster to watch from now on. And he he wrenches that go kart around the racetrack. He he is so confident now. He doesn't leave all of our kids. I'm very proud to say they they drive nice, beautiful arcs, but they don't leave much on the table. Our our carts are working hard uh, from the end of the braking zone off the off the apex and. And they're, every one of our kids, James especially, is committed to finding those tents, hundreds and tents, every weekend. That's all we want to do is get better and better and better. Um, and he's he's on a path. I, I'm very proud of him and uh, glad to have him uh, with us, that's for sure. Any company, any brand, they always have to have that culture. And I think that last couple of minutes there, we kind of figure out what the culture is for Race Lab and Carplex and Craig Feiner and the whole crew. Craig, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. We'll obviously keep up to date with everything you're doing. Watch for more content on EKN about what they're doing with TV Cart, what they're doing with Villeneuve Chassis, at Cartplex, all the stuff they're doing. Craig, uh, we appreciate the tour around Cartplex. You're our first mobile guest. Uh, thanks for joining us, bud. Thank you, and I hope I can invite you guys out here. Um, you know, I, I, last time I looked, you're both still Canadians, and uh, you no, should. No, I'm not. David's American. David's American. That's I right. David's American. I, I've usurped him into Canada. I've usurped he's got, David. He's got, a, he's got a passport. I got a passport now. We're good. Well, so then you guys need to get your butts out here. Yeah. We got to figure it out. We got to figure it okay. out. Craig, thank you so much, man. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks. I love what thank you guys you. do. I really appreciate it. And uh, we, I, I, I appreciate you helping us tell our story. Um, and uh, Rob, I, I've always um, I've loved what you do. You're the man in the in this game. And David, um, I, I, I'm greatly appreciative for you getting Rob organized and keeping his stuff together and making it so that the rest of us can actually, you know, get around Rob without tripping on him and stuff like that. There so, you go. Um, yeah. You guys are a great partnership, and we just appreciate the support and being part of your program. Thanks, Craig. Thank, man. thank you, appreciate Craig. It. So there you go, Thanks. folks. Race Lab, Cartplex, David. What a great, uh, great story. Number one, the way that track came about. Uh, and then you look at uh, the passion from Craig being around for a couple of decades, meets through the rental cart program, meets the people from TV cart. And this is what ends up happening. This is what a great story. And I think it's one we're going to be following for the next couple of years, many years, actually. Well, like you said, that last part, it's just refreshing. Again, it doesn't matter what, what your results do, or it's, it's, it's how you, you know, how you approach adversity, how you approach a race weekend, how you approach just life in general. And I think that's a, a great way, you know, he's a, he's obviously done a lot of coaching, mental, you know, mental coaching and team building. And, yeah. and so it, it really shows through, the, through that mentality of, of, again, let's, let's build something here. And again, at the base level, you know, it. it all eventually will get to the top, but well, you have to have that base. They're going to be at the Supernats, but it all starts with this rental car program, start, yeah, people coming exactly. in. And yeah, it's just a match. It's what we want in the sport. We talk about, uh, you know, uh, lowering the barrier of entry. How do we get new people into the sport? This has always been the way to do it, right? Through that uh, rental program. But just the rental program by itself doesn't do it. You have to have that link that quickly makes it easy for them to come into competition karting.
Yeah. And then you dangle a couple, you know, like you said, the scholarship programs again, yeah. that's what we want to see. We want to see people who are struggling, get help and then be able to achieve something like Kevin Foster has done in exactly. the last just three months. So uh, yeah, just uh, again, a lot more information than I knew of uh, in, in this, in this interview. And just again, <laughs> after, after the weekend I had, it's, uh, it's refreshing. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, yeah. really refreshing to hear that. And again, top level national racing. We know these days, folks, it's been a weird year in terms of the stressfulness of it. Some actions from some of the people out there in our sport that have not shown the respect for the sport itself, uh, or really even just the the purity of the passion, right? Supporting your passion, having respect for your passion. That's what we saw. Great opportunity to tell the story of Craig Finer, a new program, obviously coming uh, internationally or nationally, I guess you would say, North American, continentally, uh, as they are now, as we said, the TV cart importer and distributor. They have their Villeneuve line as well, which is kind of their premier line that they use a lot up in Canada. But I think you're going to hear a lot more about Race Lab, all three of those brands, and of course, uh, what's going on. We're definitely going to have to get out to uh, to Carplex. I'm, I'm being a good boy now because Supernats is coming. But David, the Okanagan Valley, fantastic wine. I know you're not a wine drinker, but if I can go out and race go karts and have a nice dinner with some vino, I'd be happy, man. It's a, it's a, it sounds like a great location, it certainly does, for it? you. But I, I just, again, I want to take in. My wife wants to go to British Columbia to begin with to check out all the scenery. So, as he said, my EK wife and family might be trip. able to. She can go to the winery. I can go to the racetrack at Carplex. Folks, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Face to Face. That was a fantastic interview. Of course, as always, we'll turn it into a podcast. We'll put it on the EKN Radio Network. It'll be available on all the podcast platforms. We'll have it here on YouTube for archiving as well. But again, big thank you to Craig Finer for joining us here. What a great story from everybody out at Carplex and at Race Lab. Again, such a fantastic culture that they're, they're developing there. Great products, as we know. TV Cart getting a lot of success over in Europe right now and in Italy. And, and around Europe. So all in all, just a lot of building blocks. So it could be not, not only a great thing for that company, but also for the sport, all told. And again, on behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.